I have a question for you. How in the world can you exchange spiritual journey stories with your neighbors? That is where we're headed in this podcast. And get ready for some really practical ideas. Hello and welcome to Wildfire Gospel Podcast, where the topic centers on freedom, fun, and success in evangelism. My name is Ed Waken. In this episode, I want to stimulate your thinking on how to connect with people. This is our step three in the process. As I interact with believers, I find many of them don't have any friends that are not yet believers, that aren't Christians. I mean, they might have work friends or bowling friends or golf buddies, but they're not really friends. They don't hang out with each other. They don't go over to each other's house. They don't connect deeply beyond work or bowling or golf or whatever the situation is. Um, and in this podcast, in a series of three podcasts, I, I want to give an option to remedy uh, the challenge, which is common to many believers. So we've been discussing how to connect with people, particularly in our neighborhoods. It's an, and we want to connect in natural ways. I know that even pondering the idea of connecting to strangers, even if they're your neighbors, can be uncomfortable. In this podcast, we will be chatting about this third step in connecting with people. We'll learn about sharing spiritual stories. Now, I know that might sound really intimidating, but it can be quite normal, as people like talking about themselves, and people like telling their stories. They like telling their stories of work, their stories of sports, their stories of children, their stories of getting married, their stories of their family, their stories of their struggles, and they like telling their spiritual journeys as well. I want to remind you that the Apostle Paul teaches that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now let that sink in a minute. God does not give you this spirit of being afraid of doing what he asks us to do. That doesn't come from God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, not a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of, quote, power and love and discipline. So let's think about that. God has given us not the spirit of fear, something very opposite, a spirit of power, of confidence, of ability. He's not only given us a spirit of power, but of love. Love is the idea of of putting others first, of of caring for others. Uh, Love is a giving kind of a gift that God has given to us. He's given us a spirit of power and love and discipline. So he's given us the power to carry out what we're powerful and loving about. We're able to carry out what he has commanded us, what he has given us. Not the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline. These are powerful truths and powerful realities for us to live out as we think about who we really are and about connecting to people, even when fear wells up in our minds. So, so far in these first two podcasts, we've discussed uh, the first step is connecting to people by learning their names, just exchanging names. That's all that we're trying to accomplish. Second step is talking about what their jobs are, what their vocations are, and likely sharing what your job or your vocation is. 
I've been using the illustration of applying this to your neighborhood and to your neighbors. But it works the same with other individuals that you may connect with in various other places. Remember, we're simply sharing our stories with others and developing trust and friendship with our neighbors or our friends in other situations. One little concept, idea, hint on carrying out these three steps is to do it with a partner. Maybe it's a family member, a spouse or a teenage child or even one of your children. If you're single, uh, find a good friend or ask your good friend to join you in getting to know each other's neighbors. And that's called multiplication. So you go to your friend's neighborhood. You make that map that we talked about in step one of your neighborhood. You, you, you pray together. You learn your neighbor's names. You write them down in the houses on your map that you've created and then you learn their vocations and you write those down in the houses you've created. And then you come to your neighborhood and you do the same thing to learn your neighbor's names and your neighbor's vocations. And then you learn your neighbor's spiritual journeys. You share yours and that opens up broadly the gateway of conversation. Here's a practical way that this can happen. My wife and I began to connect with our neighbors by bringing them cookies. My wife is a great baker, so she baked cookies. But if you're not a great baker, or you don't like the way your cookies come out of the oven, then go to the store and buy some gourmet cookies or buy some uh, cupcakes um, and take to your neighbors. We put them on a nice plate, put some you know cellophane over it, uh, went to our neighbor's house at you know appropriate time, not too late, not too early on a weekend. We saw their cars out there. We knocked on their door, handed them this night plate of plate of cookies, and it had a handwritten, very short but handwritten note. Now the note said something like, "Hey, it's really great to be part of our neighborhood. Uh, these cookies are our way of saying we look forward to getting to know you and to be part of this neighborhood." Here's our email addresses. Here's our phone numbers for you to connect with at any time. And then we signed our names. As we handed the plate of cookies, we intended the conversation to be short. We introduce ourselves. Um, we point out where our house is. We hand off the cookies. We uh, tell them about our children, if we had children, and what their ages are, what their names are, and what they like. People like talking about their kids. Um, and then we went in to see if they ask us any questions, or maybe they don't. If they do, then continue the conversation. Maybe they give you the same information you give them. For most, the interaction lasted a couple of minutes. For some, they wanted to invite us in for a minute or two to chat, maybe show us their house, maybe they just remodeled something, um, whatever, but just follow the lead of what they're doing. Maybe they're really busy in the middle of cooking dinner, helping their kid with homework, getting ready to scoot out to a sporting practice or something, and just take it for what it is. You hand the cookies off and off you go. Maybe you learn their names. You've accomplished step one. Uh, in my neighborhood, many conversations take places on driveway. I call them driveway conversations. It, it takes... Um, Time. Remember, it takes time to gain the trust of people, to engage them more deeply. So driveway conversations are a really good way. You might chat about the weather. You might chat about the local sports teams, professional sports teams, whatever's going on in world events. 
uh, the streets need to be paved, whatever it might be. Hey, do you know a good gardener? I need a tree trimmed. Uh, there's all kinds of short driveway conversations that can happen, but it develops trust. Um, we've also used um, our neighbors to watch our, our homes when we're on vacation. We'll tell them, hey, we're going on vacation, and they will watch our homes, or we send them an email to tell them that we're out of town, and they will watch our homes. And now we're finding, after leaving out in this way, that they're reciprocating. They're saying, hey, look, we're going away for the weekend. We're going up to the snow. We're going to be gone. Uh, would you keep an eye on our house? You know, maybe they haven't shared your their email or cell number. Here, Here's our number. Text us if you see anything or need some information about our home. Maybe they even offer their key to you once trust is developed at that level. But a deeper level of trust and appreciation is being developed. Once you learn your neighbor's names and you begin connecting, it's natural to ask people what they do for a living and to share what your vocation is. As I converse with my neighbors, I'll share uh, that I've prayed for them if they've shared about a vacation or an illness or a situation in their life. Or I might just share, hey, you know what? I just wanted you to know I've been praying for our neighborhood that we really become cozy together. Uh, we really can develop some deeper level of trust and really have a, a lookout for one another. Just I'm just dropping the prayer idea. Or, hey, last week at church I heard. Or, you know, I read the Bible this week and it really encouraged me. You drop something to show that you love Jesus. And I think the earlier you do that in the relationship, the better. Uh, be present and listening so, um, is so important to the process. In other words, just be human. When I'm talking to my neighbors or with my neighbors, I'm also praying in my spirit for them. As we're conversing and listening in my spirit, I'm asking God to really open up their hearts to him, uh, to show me if they have hearts open to him, to draw them to himself. I ask the Holy Spirit to give me words uh, to say to them for encouragement or uh, for questions that I should be asking. As with all friendships, deeper levels of, a, of a connection are experienced at various speeds. So don't be afraid if things go slow with one neighbor and maybe go a little more quickly with another neighbor. Just follow the Spirit. In, in broaching the spiritual journey step, I may inform my new friends that I have a strong a spiritual bent. Ask them if they have a spiritual journey. Now, they may only say, no, I don't have a spiritual journey. Well, let it go at that point, maybe. Uh, follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. They may say, yes, I do. They might only say yes, or they might say no, but it opens the door for later conversations on the topic. It's also a question that most people have never been asked. People are hardly ever asked, hey, tell me about your spiritual journey, or do you have a spiritual journey? But people like telling their story. So often, if the time is available to them, they will. Or they might share, yeah, I was raised Catholic and I don't go to church much now. And then you could segue that from your story. For me, it would be, hey, I was raised Catholic too. Did you go to Catholic school? Yeah, I went for eight years. I mean, did you have strict nuns? Because I had a lot of nuns that were really strict with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I say, you know, uh, and I really appreciate my Catholic upbringing. Because it really taught me some foundations I've never questioned. You know, I was taught in the Catholic Church that, that, that there is a trinity. I've never questioned the Father, Son, and Spirit. 
my neighbors who had some Catholic background say, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what else I never questioned? That the Bible is authoritative. I just never questioned it. Yeah, you're right. The Bible, the Catholic Church teaches. You know what else I've never questioned? That Jesus is God, that he died on the cross, he rose again, ascends to heaven, and then my neighbor chimed in and said, and sits at the right hand of the Father. Exactly. I've never questioned these things. And then I go on to tell them my spiritual journey story from there. They just let God direct you. That's the person, uh, that's the, the purpose of this, is just to be human with each other. They like telling stories. One person asked how my wife and I met. Now, that's a wide open door uh, to tell my story. And in my story of meeting my wife, it includes my faith journey. So that's really natural to tell them that. But maybe how you met your spouse, assuming you're married, um, doesn't include a faith journey. But since you've been together, you could tell about how faith has become so important to you. And tell them why. You know, faith has really become important to us as we raise our kids. Faith has really become important for us to, to really hold each other accountable um, and just integrity and how we work and all this. You know, faith is really important because we're connecting with people that really want to make a difference in our community and love each other. Whatever it is, you can just share that. I know you'll be amazed at how this opens up doors for future conversations. Now, if you're at this third step, when you approach this third step, I want you to know you're further along than many people are with their neighbors. And you should really celebrate that because you're connecting in great ways. Remember, be authentic, be yourself, tell your story, listen to your neighbor's stories intentively and intensely. Uh, attentively, I should say. Uh, you'll be amazed at how natural this is and how receptive most people are. So, Step one, learn their names. Step two, learn their vocation. Step three, learn their spiritual journey stories while you tell yours. This may take weeks or months. It may all happen in one conversation. The point is, most people don't know this depth with people to their spiritual journeys. And when you do, there's a deeper sense and possibility for even more connection as God directs you in seeing your neighborhood changed for Jesus. If you'd like more information about Wildfire Gospel, go to wildfiregospel.com. There you'll find information on getting equipped to share your faith in Jesus naturally and freely. And while you're on the webpage, you can find some free information about my book, Wildfire, The Fearless Spread of the Gospel. And there's a link there where you can purchase it. We also have free information, uh, we have free videos, there's free articles, a free blog post, free encouragement to give to you to help you realize the biblical principles of how God has created you to freely, naturally, and really with joy and excitement share the gospel so you're 100% successful 100% of the time. If you love this show, would like to share it with your friends, do so on Apple Podcasts. Please consider subscribing to Wildfire Gospel Podcasts on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode and you'll be alerted when there's new ones available. So I hope these thoughts have been of some benefit to you today. Have a great rest of your day. Blessings. Blessings.